Good morning and welcome to our online services. We hope you've been finding them encouraging, enjoyable and helpful at this time when we can't be together as a church family, when we can't gather with each other, maybe in the many organizations that go on week by week here within the life of our church in Garnerville. But hopefully this gives you a taste again of Sunday mornings. Maybe it's just by hearing my melodic voice or hearing Tim sing or hearing some of the songs, or maybe it's just because you get to talk about it during the week and what we're wearing and all the other things that that go on. But hopefully it gives you a sense of our unity and togetherness as God's church at this time. We've been praying for you and for all our requests during this time as well on a Tuesday and a Thursday and then this morning also at half ten we gathered together in our time of prayer and praise during the week that's at noon on Tuesdays and Thursdays where Tim joins us to, to sing and lead us in worship and then on a Sunday morning we reflect on one of the Psalms and we pray through those requests so if you haven't joined us already please feel free to do so. Also, just to let you know that we're continuing to give to Storehouse on Tuesdays and Thursdays from 1 to 2. So you can come along to the church. There'll be baskets outside and you can drop those things. Tim or myself will be here. So if you do have items that can't sit in the sun or can't sit outside, just knock the door and leave them inside and we'll pick those up and send them on for you. But thank you for your donations to those already. Each Sunday we gather, we'll sing, we'll pray, we'll read, we'll do all those aspects that we do here online. Because you can't be here doesn't mean that they're any less significant. They're just as significant to do them here online, to watch them as they are when we're together because God still asks us to meet with him in those ways, whether it's through that personal conversation of prayer, whether it's through reading the Bible or whether it's through listening and joining in song. You can do that at home just as well as you can in a church. But yes, when we gather together, it's all the more special and we look forward to that day when we can do that. But at the time, at this moment in time, we're joined and led in those in our online services. We're going to be read and be reading from Acts chapter 8 this morning, verses 1 to 8. And Chloe's going to read that to us now. This morning's reading is from Acts chapter 8, verses 1 to 8. And Saul approved of his execution. And there arose on that day great persecution against the church in Jerusalem. And they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. Devout men buried Stephen and made great lamentation over him. But Saul was ravaging the church, and entering house after house, he dragged off men and women and committed them to prison. Now those who were scattered went about preaching the word. Philip went down to the city of Samaria and proclaimed to them the Christ. And the crowds with one accord paid attention to what was being said by Philip, when they heard him and saw the signs that he did. For unclean spirits, crying out with a loud voice, came out of many who had them, and many who were paralysed or lame were healed. So there was much joy in that city. Thank you, Chloe, for leading for us this morning. Chloe's been leading some of our videos for Fog as well on a Wednesday, Friday and Sunday. We have videos online for Fog. Those are through Facebook. If you don't have access to Facebook or you can't get those, let me know and we can get those uploaded onto YouTube as well. But thank you, Chloe, for reading for us and for leading us in our video also this morning for our Fog kids. We're thinking about this story this morning because we are a scattered church. We are a church that can't meet together. And so in some ways we reflect that early church when they were scattered 
It wasn't by choice. It wasn't because they wanted it to happen. It wasn't because they thought this would be a good way of moving forward as a church. It wasn't because they had fallen out. It wasn't because of anything that, had go, that they had organized to do or to be. But it was something that happened to them. And so this morning we're going to think about how we are a scattered church at the minute. And what can come out of this time. We've thought previously about how we still are God's church bought by the precious blood of Christ. And so we still have a calling to be his church wherever we are. We don't just join as his church here on a Sunday morning when we're together. That's good but, and it's part of our Christian faith and life. But it's not the totality of who we are as his church. We are sent as his church into the other days of our weeks. Our Sunday morning hour together is only a very small percentage of our everyday lives. And so when we gather together, we are also sent. We're scattered wherever we are to be the fragrance of Christ, to be his ambassadors, to be his disciples, whatever way you want to put it. You are God's chosen person where you are, where you find yourself. And at this time, we're scattered because of this pandemic that we face. But we are no less his church. And this morning we'll see about how often that scattering can produce great and amazing feats. We had read through the book of John, which is one of the four Gospels, which tells us the story of Jesus about who he is. John's slightly different to the other three. The other three are, are more factual. And when John writes his Gospel, he assumes that we've read the others. And he tries to fill in some of the gaps about what Jesus wanted to teach and what, his, what he wanted his disciples to know. And that's why in the passages that we've read since January, where we started at chapter 12, that, that majority of the book, those 10, 9, 10 chapters, that's Jesus' preparation for his disciples. It's really in the, in the last week of his life. John glosses over the beginning parts, but then goes on to tell us about how Jesus prepares his disciple because Jesus knew there would come this point when he would leave, when his disciples would be left alone, and when they would be scattered. So we've been reading that part of John, and then in the book of Acts, we see those acts of the apostles. We see them as they go out, and Luke, the writer who writes it, as a, as a very historical document with a lot of great detail and a lot of great nuance, and it tells us this story as his disciples go, as they leave, as they go out and form this Christian church of which we are a part and now when we look back, we think, well, how easy it must have been for them. Look what they've accomplished. I mean, they must have done a great and wonderful job. It must have all been quite plain sailing for them. But what we discover as we read through Acts, and even as we thought about the, the beginning section last week, is that it wasn't easy for them. It wasn't a nice little walk in the park. It wasn't as if they had chosen this path because it was one of comfort. It was full of heartache. It was full of hard decisions. It was full of uncomfortable events. And even Paul, who the latter part of Acts follows, actually in beginning from chapter 8 follows, we see a, a list of all that he went through which isn't a pretty or enjoyable list for anybody. 
But they do this because they have been called. They have been prepared. They have it within their hearts, this passion and enthusiasm to go and to tell and to share. To go and be Christ's ambassadors. To go and share the message of what this man Jesus has done for them and what he can do for everyone else. And it began with these persecutions. It began with this disruption. The first disruption they had in their lives was when they met Jesus. Before then, they were fishermen, they were, they were laborers, they were going about their daily lives. But they met Jesus and this holy disruption happened where everything changed for them and they became his disciples and followed him everywhere he went. And then we have this holy other disruption where Jesus leaves them. He dies, he's raised to life again, and then he leaves them. And they're holy disruptions, holy with a W-H-O-L-Y, because everything changes for them. And they're holy disruptions as an H-O-L-Y disruptions because there is the holiness of what they will do. Their way of life previous to this as Jews was to be observant Jews to all the laws and the regulations set down in the Old Testament by God to Moses and the people of Israel. It was about what you did. And their disruption is to change people's minds from what you do to who you are and what you become in Christ. Gone are all the legal requirements of the law with its rules and regulations into the law of Christ, which is freedom and love. And so this disruption for them and for the society of that time wasn't an easy disruption. It was a step into the unknown. It was leaving everything behind to move forward into this new way of life. And so, of course, they met resistance. Of course, they found it difficult. Of course, they were uncomfortable. Because try it for yourself. Try and change someone's mind from something they have done for maybe a lifetime into something new and completely different. And it's time standing against all that was previous. And you'll find that it's not accepted easily or often well. You might find persecution. You might find pain and discomfort in the middle of that. But for the disciples, it wasn't about what you did anymore. It was about who they were becoming. And for us in the middle of this pandemic, that might be the lesson we have to learn. Here in this church, we're not overwhelmed by organizations or things we must attend or things we have to do we have a sense of freedom to be God's people. But with even that being stripped away, we're having to reassess what church is and, and what the church should be and who we are as Christ's church. And maybe the challenge for us is that it's not about what we do, what we attend, how many readings we read through, how many times a day we pray, what we wear, what we do or don't do. It's about who we're becoming as God's people. And maybe for you at this time, that's a painful process. Because maybe you're uncomfortable on your own. Maybe you're uncomfortable in the silence. 
Maybe you're uncomfortable because you're not getting to go through your daily routine. Maybe you're feeling the strain and the stress of, of not being able to send your kids out and get on with what you want to do. Maybe you're feeling the challenge of having to do something that you wouldn't naturally or normally do. But the challenge for us in that is who we are becoming, how our Christian faith is shaping us in the midst of it, and what we will be on the other side of this. We see that in this passage that Chloe read for us because on that great day when a persecution broke out against the church in Jerusalem, everyone was scattered except the apostles. They went and buried Stephen. They mourned for him. Many were dragged off into prison. But even in the midst of it, Philip went to this city where crowds heard him and saw that all he did, and there was great joy in that city. Because Philip had been forced to go there. Persecution often brings great joy. A scattered church often brings great joy. The challenge for us to move into that place of joy is to accept who we are to become and move towards what God wants us to be at this time. So may you, my brothers and sisters, as you watch, as you struggle, as you strain through these times with all that goes on around us, trying to understand it and fathom it and, and think about who we are and what we are to become, may you know God's presence, that a scattered church can bring great joy, that discomfort can bring great reward. And that you can be Christ's ambassador, Christ's fragrance there. Where you are, where you sit, where you'll go this week with whom you'll meet. You can be Christ's hands and feet in that place as you become more like him. Let's bow in prayer. And at this time we'll pray that God will lead us, that his spirit will guide us into who we are to become in light of all that goes on. Heavenly Father, we thank you that it is your church that we are a part of. It's not our church, it's not the church of Garnerville, but it is your church bought by your precious blood. And so we thank you that we can be part of your church. We can be gifted by you to serve your church. We can be led by you that even in times of great strain, even in times of persecution, even in times when we are scattered and uncomfortable and uneasy, there you are at work. Through those holy disruptions, disrupting our daily comfortable lives, that we might change and be transformed to become the people you call us to be and to become more like you. May this time be the beginning of that transformation. That might be for some. For some, might it be a continuation of that transformation. For some, might they see that transformation and respond 
to who and what they see. And that is our prayer for a broken, for a fractured, for an uncomfortable and disrupted world at this time. As we join together, gathering in the words that you taught us to say because you knew as a scattered church we needed your words to unite us. And so we say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let's join together to sing our closing hymn this morning, It Is Well.
So as we uh, come to the end of our service this morning, we pray that blessing upon you. Um, and we pray God's blessing on you at this time. And we conclude our service by praying together in our homes and in this place the words of the grace. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forevermore. Amen. Hey.